Darkcast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is One Drift from Murder. Like Tokyo or Ooh. wood or There's so many possibilities. <laughs> On this one, we're heading back to that state that gives when it comes to strange and unusual. Can you guess? Florida? What? Oh! 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 No! I, I have a sixth sense for these things. I do. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Oh my God. I do. What it is gives. With Florida? It gives and no, gives. No hatred to Florida because nope. Florida gives and it, gives. It and gives us gives. so much to work with. So, oh my God. And this one is definitely strange and unusual. So, three miles west of the coastline is Palm Beach Gardens. Ooh, sounds sounds lovely. Nice, right? It is. So, it's a well to do re- retirement community. Mm, I won't be there. Okay. Got my, it. <laughs> I will not afford that. But, yes, but it's full of golf courses senior activities and beautiful homes okay yeah it's basically a retirement community that was made into a city by all these retirees oh wow okay yeah so they took it, over and they took <laughs> over awesome they're like little people get out of here we've got this amazing <laughs> life so it sounds pretty amazing and think of all your shit being taken care of for you god that sounds awesome that would be amazing that yeah. sounds absolutely beautiful so it's a city of about 50,000 people, and it's praised by police as one of those that really is super safe. That's a lot of old that's people a, in one That's spot. a lot of old people, 50,000. Do they, do they like have their own like emergency room and like, I mean, I just probably, feel like. There's probably multiple. Ambulance yeah. station and stuff. I just, I feel like. It's all the, the it's geriatric. Densely <laughs> populated, uh, you know, I just feel like. They need more than one ambulance to manage that area because there's a chance that multiple I have might a happen. Feel, yes. And I have a feeling being you know, a doctor there would be very lucrative. Oh, God. Or a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Ooh, like, that's oh, that's true. Oh, my God. They're calling me again. Oh, <laughs> my God. No, that's not a bunion. That is just wow. another wart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So it's it's touted as a really, really safe place. Like they say most places are, but... Literally, this place is one of the safest places in the state of Florida, which says a lot Damn, okay. for Florida. Yeah, okay. Most of our stories are out of <laughs> Impressive, impressive. It's yes. very impressive, yes. But the sense of complete security and a place beyond the reach of danger became cracked on the morning of January 25th of 2018. So this oh is pretty recent. This yeah. is pretty recent. Okay. Yep. Yeah, before COVID, it's it's going to be BC soon. But... <laughs> before COVID. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, yeah. Memories. So a man out on a walk with his dog on a trail that follows alongside a field between homes and apartments, gorgeous area, like right near a golf course. I'm I'm sure it's like like a like a golf cart crossing type totally. area. Totally. Yep. Totally. I can picture it. I'm there. In fact, in some accounts i read that this man was driving a golf cart and some he was walking but anyway he was there with his dog 
I hope he wasn't driving the golf cart cart while he was walking the dog. So like he's sitting on his ass and his dog is doing all Maybe the work. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why it was differing accounts. Hey, oh but you my know god! What? If he's an older gentleman or he's got wash walking issues, he's still exercising his dog and he's being a responsible pet owner. So he's at least I, doing. I part. take it all back. All respect. I'm sorry. Bye. Yes. All we care about is the pet. Exactly. So he's walking along with his dog, and he comes across the body of an older man lying in a field or laying in a field. Again, I'm going to sound like an ass, but is this like kind is of unusual? common occurrence? Like, I, is this- I guess not. Maybe. Yeah. He, well, and this guy is kind of like, at first he thinks the man's just sitting there sleeping from the <laughs> position he's laying in. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, old mm. people just take naps in the grass. What? I, <laughs> like, okay. are you okay? Okay. Well, and the way oh, he's God. laying, he's like on his back with his arms like on his chest, just hanging oh, so out. Like you maybe know, he's just kind of like, like relaxing. some vitamin D and just, yeah. you know, I'm just chilling. And yeah, uh, you know, you see it on campus when you're in college. A lot of kids laying out in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. But older gentlemen, they'll get down there and then they'll be like, well, yeah, get get back get- <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why he was still down there. He was waiting for someone to help him. <laughs> yeah. He was pressing that button on his necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Help, I'm right. falling. You have, you've gotten like three sentences out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. It, it's not a very long story, so this is okay. perfect. <laughs> so it's somewhat early in the morning, though. It's like seven. And there really doesn't seem to be much of a homeless population there <laughs> in Palm Beach Gardens. So the guy's like, Uh-oh. yeah, this didn't look right. So he calls 911. And they did have an ambulance there pretty quick. <laughs> because it's just parked down the street at all times. <laughs> They're like, we're, we just park outside of the residences right. here, this, you know, the towers of apartments. <laughs> so it was just 7.02 a.m. And the gentleman had walked by that same area with his dog previously a couple hours earlier, which what the hell are you doing out at 5 a.m.? Well, he was walking well, the dog. This is a long walk. That's a long walk. <laughs> or how many walks? I know. I'm wondering if he's going for multiple walks or maybe yeah. like you said, he's just Burning around on his, his golf cart, <laughs> his wearing golf the cart. dog out for hours. Poor dog's like, oh, can we go lay down? Although, <laughs> although Florida, what time of year was this? True. It was July. So, oh, wait, no, January. Oh, January. Oh, January. Okay. No, well, then it Yeah, would, that it time of year it'd be Because I was good. like, if it was, I thought for some reason you said August. And I was like, yeah, if you're going to walk your dog, you're going to be doing you it go early. early in the day. <laughs> yeah. So he um, hadn't seen the guy laying in the field the first time around, but he did see him this when he came back. Okay. Something happened hmm. in between there. So when police arrive, they find the man unresponsive. His chest isn't rising and falling, so not breathing. And there's a small pinhole in his shirt indicating a bullet wound. Whoa. And almost like this small thread of, of blood lying across his shirt. <gasps> like, they, it didn't look like the blood had seeped out. It looked like something had dragged across. So they were kind of like, that's odd, but didn't think too yeah. much of it. Okay. The weird thing, I thought this was weird. In this part of Florida, police have to wait to go to the body, unless it's like an emergency situation, for the coroner to check out the scene before really like stomping around it and stuff. But what if he wasn't really like totally dead? What right. It was just. I think they they checked for vital signs and then they're like, okay, okay. this dude's gone. Wow. So, so then they have to wait for the coroner. So I thought that was a little... And he's also probably a very busy man. Probably. <laughs> Although this was a woman. So we were like, yes. Oh, woman. Yeah. Women coroners, I think. I think it was. Okay. 
So the coroner gets there and she sees there's no signs of struggle, no scrapes or injuries on the hands, and the bottoms of his shoes were clean. His hat was even still on his head, though kind of like slightly askew. Right, because he's yeah laying, laying down, back, right? okay. but like doesn't look like anything. You know, it's like he just fell down Weird. and died. So his wallet and phone were lying right near the body. So it didn't seem like a robbery was the motive. It was like he just was like, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna chill here. I'm just, just gonna, gonna chill and then lay down, close my eyes. And they probably would have thought like a heart attack or something, except that he'd clearly been shot. So, so weird. So as for the means of the killing, as apparent, he had been shot, but no gun was at the scene and no shell casings either. Huh. So when they went through the man's pockets, they found all of his IDs and cards indicating that he was 71-year-old Alan Abramson. And his address showed he lived really close to the field he was found in. So, Huh. Okay. They're like, what the hell happened? So they're scouring the field for clues. And they come across all sorts of weird stuff. You know, is it just trash that had right. fallen? Obviously, they find items like Alan's cell phone. And okay. the earbuds are still attached. So it's obviously related to him. Okay. But they also find some weird stuff. They weren't sure whether it had to do with Alan or not. Things like beer cans, a small pair of scissors, a binder clip. What? <laughs> I know, weird shit. Knotted rope and rubber bands. You know, I was thinking like on days when we have our trash days and it's windy, some of the bins, yeah, right? bins and, will pop and open and stuff. trash scatters. Yeah, that's so what I, like, I was just thinking. Interesting. Beer cans. You know, those those older people like to party. <laughs> they, they're and, crazy. They toss their cans. You know, crazy crushing, drunk drivers. Right. Yes. Toss yep. their cans they're while they cruise so, by on their golf carts. They're such huh. party okay. animals. They do their deal, due diligence and then collect everything anyway, just okay, in case. Just in case, right? They weren't convinced they had anything to do with crime scenes. They're just being extra careful. But right. I always wonder, would that have happened like downtown New York? Would they have even cared oh, to pick God, up no. anything? Because there no. would have been crap everywhere. They would have been like, they would have had like 8,000 pieces of evidence. <laughs> totally. Like, well, and how many of those things are missed because they don't collect? This is true. Cigarette butt number 384. Yes. Cigarette butt number 385. That might have had the magical right. DNA on right. it. You never so, know. You can't test them all. I mean, yeah. But not finding the shell cage thing was super frustrating. They're like, this guy's shot. It yeah. should be somewhere. So they literally go on hand and knees searching the entire field. And then they come back and they bring a uh, metal detector. I was going to say, <laughs> someone in the... <laughs> Oh, you know Elderly they've got to have them all over. <laughs> but they still didn't find it. Yeah. They, really? They brought, still didn't find it. So they're just like, Wah. so somebody like took the gun. like 18 volunteers just from that block. We'll help. And <laughs> yeah, they all have yeah. their metal detectors. Right. Get out the way, Gene. <laughs> uh, so the next step was for police to check in with the friends and family of Alan. His wife was first to be notified. And at the time of his death, she was up in Boston. I'm not sure why. They're still together and everything. And there's barely any information about their relationship. But I hmm, did okay. read that they considered each one another their soulmate and they were really close. Okay. Well, so she was visiting Yeah, probably off visiting or... kids or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Police discovered from his wife that Alan had recently started walking a few mornings each week to meet a friend for coffee at a nearby Starbucks. So that was probably what he is out doing. So he's trying to get healthy. Trying to be a good 
person, take care of himself. And he would have been safer if he had just sat on his ass on the couch. This is why I don't run. This right here. This is why. Well, and the runners find all the bodies, so. Exactly. So, okay. Man, isn't that a kick in the teeth? Jeez. So when they go and interview the friend that he normally meets, he tells them, you know, he's like, they ask him about Alan and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he never came to coffee this morning. I don't know what happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry to tell you, but Alan's dead. So he is shocked. And yeah, okay. he, he told police, like, I couldn't think, can't think of anybody that would be upset with Alan. He's fun loving. He's easy to be around. He's a socialite. People love this guy. Like, oh. Okay. I had not heard a bad word about him. He had a lot of friends. He didn't seem to have any enemies. Hmm. He did tell him, well, he used to have a former business partner that he did stuff with. Okay. They're like, okay, we'll go find that guy. Police decide to go and talk to this guy in case there was any bad blood left over. Maybe someone got screwed in the deal. And it turns out the pair had been friends for about 20 years oh. and that the business had been amicably, amicably dissolved about three years prior so no conflict oh, wow. no anything that would That's... have any cause for murder they didn't think sounds very dead and dead end ish yeah okay everything huh. about this is it's frustrating oh alan did have kids they lived out of state and he was estranged from both that's kind oh. of a red flag okay hmm. his daughter rachel hadn't spoken to him for about two years she said it was because he was so self-centered and she's just distancing herself from him because he didn't really feel like he valued her, that kind of thing. And his son, too, hadn't seen him for about three years. And I couldn't find much about why he hadn't been in touch with him, but I was watching this hmm. uh, show with him being interviewed and he was kind of a weird, kind of a tad strange, the kid was. I don't know whether it was because he okay. was nervous because he's being interviewed or because he's shocked his dad just had been murdered. I don't know. Interesting. It was just a tad strange. So I was just like, uh, I don't know, this kid. Okay. When um, they talked to Alan's kids, they found out that Alan had been married previously. Okay. These were kids from a previous marriage. Okay. And when they were younger at one point, their mom had received a written letter from a Mormon woman making amends for her sins. What? You don't okay. want one of these because she wrote apologizing for having been rom- romantic with her husband. Yikes. Yeah. Years before. I'm not sure if that's why that marriage Ooh. failed, but I'm sure that affair Ooh. didn't help. Yeah. Okay. And the kids knew about it and everything. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alan's son didn't think anyone had reason to harm him, but he did mention that his dad had a large insurance policy and a trust from his grandfather. And okay. when going through Alan's financials, investigators did find that Alan had withdrawn over $250,000 recently from his retirement account. Okay. And that he had transferred that all into his life insurance policy. What? Weird. What is this guy doing? And does yeah. this have anything to do with the murder? It's just. Okay. What is going this on? This is very strange. Are you a true crime fan looking to add a new show to your list of favorites? Are you interested in learning about cases that you've probably never even heard about? Hi, I'm Kayla, one of your hosts here at Black True Crime, where my sister and I research and discuss murders committed by Black offenders. From their upbringing to their complete moral demise, we discuss it all. 
Anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy the show, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Black True Crime releases new episodes every week and is available wherever you get your podcasts. So start listening today. We can't wait for you to join us. During the autopsy, a solid copper hollow point 38 caliber bullet. I thought hollow points were only like used like serious. Like police. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a- uh, I thought, well, and I'm I'm definitely no gun expert or bullet expert. But no. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no. I thought hollow point meant they could go through vests, the uh, mm. bulletproof vests. Can they? I don't know. I just thought they did more damage they do for sure i know that he just he just had this little teeny pinhole yeah tiny pinhole but apparently when it goes inside it opens up and then causes all sorts of damage around it i see oh so they found that bullet and this kind of bullet isn't at all common so investigators are like oh finally this could lead to something right possibly the gun and then on to the gun owner thankful Authorities are also able to get surveillance footage from the retirement community that Alan lived in. Yeah. So he lived in a gated community, which had cameras. That helps. Okay. So on the video, and it's interesting on the show I watch, you can actually watch all this. He's clearly seen leaving at 5.53 a.m. Dude, why? Old people. You don't have anywhere to be. What my parents oh my parents are like that. They're up at like five every morning. I'm like, oh what the hell? Crazy. But then they take naps later in the day, you know. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. So they see him leaving at 5 53 a.m. walking in the direction towards Starbucks, which is about a 30-minute walk. It also serves like as his workout, like we talked about in the mornings. Yeah, okay. And he usually gets to Starbucks at about 6 30. Okay. On the day of his death, on the tape, you see him carrying a zipper pouch of some sort okay, under his arm. And as he walks out of view, there's no sounds of a scuffle, screeching tires, or any sounds of any kind on the video for about 30 minutes. So it's okay. like just serene and quiet. And hmm. then you hear a gunshot at about that time, like 30 minutes oh. later. And it's like super clear on the footage. So it's kind of shocking but it's so from the weird. same camera that saw him. Yeah. Leave. So what was he doing for 30 minutes? Because 30 minutes, he should have been all the way to Starbucks, right? He should right? have been all the way right there. Yep. That's a good point. That is. Oh, interesting. Yes. So important to this. It's just the sound and there's no video of anyone around or anything. Nobody drove up. But there could have been an off area that it could have an off street or something. So they're super frustrated. They search around the field area looking for surveillance cameras all over, and they see one with a perfect view of the field. And they're like, oh, yes, finally. So they go, inquire about it. You know, it takes a few days. Find out, of course, the camera wasn't in working order. Of course not. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) It happens so often. People check your freaking cameras. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't imagine how frustrated these cops are. I mean, nothing is going their way. They decide to search Alan's house. And in the garage, firearms are found in a gym bag. And it looked to me like they had video footage of finding the firearms. And it looked like it had targets in there, like for skeet shooting or something. So I think he he did that as a hobby. 
Okay. Two, so not a big deal. Um, but but they took it. He just kept them in a duffel bag and not secured in any way. Right. Just, Good point. I mean, I know there's probably not kids running around that neighborhood, obviously, but true. But still, still, just in case, yeah. They take all those guns just to see if possibly they match the bullet, but none of them do. They're so determined to figure this out that they even set up a team to sit in the area of the field Alan was found in, in different times of the day and night, watching foot traffic. I mean, these cops are like, God, finally. Watching the foot traffic. Something finally happened here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they watch the foot traffic and they interview anybody that passes by, seeing if they saw something, heard something that day. Maybe some pass. They they're like even so desperate. They're like maybe some passerby saw the gun laying by him and picked it up and took it accidentally. Oh my god! <laughs> they are gra- they are grasping at straws. They're <laughs> open to anything at this point. Wow. So, okay. but still nothing. They turn their efforts towards Alan's personal technology. Okay, it's kind of crazy to hear what all the shit they can pull from it, and I'm like, Whoa. what? Yeah. What? Everything. A forensic analyst searched his phone and he found some weird stuff. You know the Maps app on your phone? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it can track where you've walked all day and all that kind of stuff, especially, you know, if you're using it for fitness and all that kind of stuff. Even, right? I don't know if he told it to track him exactly where he was going all day, every day, all the time, but. But it had all that in there. It did. (gasps) It was really interesting. So it showed on the day before his death, he had walked that same path to the field and had stayed at the field for a while. Okay. That was weird before his death. And then that same day he had walked or not walked, but he had gone to a gas supplier, not like car gas. So this is a place that sold like bulk helium, like CO2 for Beverages, oxygen for medical supplies, that kind of stuff. Investigators are like, weird. Why would he go there? So they they go to the gas supplier. They find out that Alan had bought a 40 cubic foot tank of helium a few days before his death and then came back the day before his death and bought the exact same thing again. And he bought it all in cash. Party? Lots of balloons? Yeah, (laughs) that's that's funny because that's what they're like. Okay, maybe there's a big event coming up, a birthday party, something. He's making one of those balloon arches. Yes. (laughs) That must take up a lot, right? It's got to, right? They go back to the family. They're like, are you guys planning to host a celebration of some sort? It's, you know, where lots of balloons are going to be filled. And all of them are like, what? No, nothing's coming up. He just really liked to talk in that average voice. (laughs) That's what it was. He wanted to leave messages on everyone's voice. <laughs> uh, he's not so boring after all. <laughs> all of them are like, no way. We have nothing coming up. And besides, Alan is not like that. He would not take something on like that himself. He'd hire it out. Like, yeah, okay. He's not going to waste his time. You're right. Yeah. He's not running a side business as an event planner. It's not. Right. The elderly exactly. <laughs> weddings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He does. You know, it's always been my dream. It's on my bucket list to plan a wedding. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe he's doing funerals. Are there a lot of balloons at funerals? <laughs> no. Maybe he's trying something new. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I also need a million black balloons. <laughs> oh, God. The police also secure Alan's computer and they go digging for more info. They're like, this is just what is happening. We've got to be able to find something. So they go digging 
And in the days and years leading up to his death, they find in his email, I mean, just I mean, years of shit. They find it, and literally they're reading every single one. Can you imagine? Oh the my time. God. No. They must have nothing to do there. So I don't know. No. They find something weird that cropped up, and it's the purchase of a weather balloon. So they're like, huh, maybe he's into what? meteorology or photography, because apparently photography photographers will put them on weather okay. balloons and send them up. So once again, Please go back to friends and family are like, hey, did Alan have this weird hobby of being, you know, with a weather balloon? And again, no. He hasn't mentioned anything like that. Why would he be interested in that? You know, police are like, are we just on a wild goose chase or does this have some significance? We're bored. Let's keep trying. We're bored. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So they keep searching. And in his online search inquiries. He searched up things like how much helium is needed for a weather balloon to carry three pounds. Another, he's like, if I inflate a 350 gram balloon with 60 cubic feet of helium and don't launch it for 12 to 15 hours, what will be your loss of gas during that time? I mean, weather weather balloons use helium. I guess I just assumed they were like hot air balloons and they used hot air. No, I no, okay. they use helium. I didn't know that. Yeah. There were so many weird uh, questions like that. Okay. And and police had no other leads, so they're like, well, I guess we'll follow this rabbit hole. See if it leads us anywhere. They call up the owner of High Altitude Science in Florida. <laughs> hey, dude. And they're like, what are you asking about? <laughs> I know. What do you want to know? What? These people specialize in weather balloons and atmospheric exploration. And apparently is a, it is a huge hobby. Oh, I'm sure for it people. is. Just There's people so many like hobbies. All kinds of weird shit. So, you know. Yeah, farting in jars. I mean, <laughs> so many <laughs> Like the gal that, that sold her farts. Did you hear what? about that? <laughs> that was quite a leap we just made there. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's hot air. So. <laughs> so it wasn't a total leap? It just... <laughs> it's it's air, you know. It's still gases. Oh, my God. <laughs> still gases. Jesus. Okay. And she made way more money than these guys. So. <laughs> The owner told them that many hobbyists will fill up the weather balloons, which they tend to launch immediately, not 12 to 15 hours like Alan's search had said. And upon filling them, they attach Velcro with GPS units and GoPros so they can get videos and photos from the edges of the atmosphere. And some of the photos they get are super cool because I started seeing some of these and they literally are up in the atmosphere. They get that high. Wow. It's almost like taking photos from space, but you can do it wow. yourself. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. So this is all sounding a little more normal. Right. See, and okay. so I, I'm like, actually, that could be a really cool hobby. I could see but, why people want to do that. But strange that he doesn't mention it to anybody. Right. Or that nobody would know that he's trying. I mean, that's kind of a Right. Or like, oh, he's always been into weather or. Yeah. Or into weird things or wanting to see the earth from space. Photography or or something. Apparently, these balloons travel 18 to 20 miles up into the air. And when they burst, people track the GPS units to where their GoPros land so that they can get them back. What happens if they travel to Turkey? (laughs) I don't know how far off they go. Okay. Right. It's interesting. I always wondered that, but. There's so many weird questions like these and no other leads still. So the family's just bewildered when they tell <laughs> like, them about this stuff. They're like, it's getting weirder what? And weirder. Even his wife is like, no, I've never heard anything about this. And if anybody would know, it's his wife, right? 
Right. Alan normally had no interest or care for those kinds of things in the least at all. Huh. Like, he loved golf. That was his thing. Golf. Okay. The police start asking around, hey, have you seen a giant balloon pass by (laughs) recently? Like, uh, no. No. Okay. No giant balloons. So they contact air traffic control because a lot of times those can be seen by air because they're they're decent sized. And no, nothing like that on the dates near Alan's death. We didn't see anything stymied. I had to add that because I like that word. (laughs) Stymied. (laughs) Stymied. They go through Alan's house again with other investigators this time. And they're like, maybe one of you guys will notice something we haven't. And one notices that Alan had a vast collection of classic books on his bookshelves. Okay. I know. Like normally anybody. that shit. Right. (laughs) Right. And normally they'd look past it. But this investigator also was an enthusiast of the classics. And he recognized one book in particular that he loved and captured his attention and kind of clicked in his brain. It's a Sherlock Holmes book called The Problem of Thor Bridge. And it's not the Thor we know. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Damn. damn. <laughs> Instead, the story's about a woman who goes to a bridge, attached a large rock or like a heavy object to a gun, shoots herself, and then the rock takes the gun off the bridge. What? Yeah. And that's in the book. And it makes it look like she had been murdered when she'd actually committed suicide because in the story... Holmes figures out this woman had taken her own life as a way to try to frame her husband's lover for murder. <gasps> Wait, how do you make a gun go off using a rock? Well, you had to, what she would do is shoot herself and then fall down, but the weight of the rock would take the okay, okay. the gun off the edge. That just clicked something in his mind, and they're like, okay, oh let's brainstorm. Yeah, so one investigator, he's like, what if... Alan had taken the gun to the field inside the zippered bag he'd been carrying, uh-huh. attached it to the weather balloon, reached into the bag and shot himself, let's go, and the balloon carries away the gun and the shell casing in the bag. <gasps> in the bag. I know. I mean, it's so far-fetched. Not surprising. <laughs> I mean, they they are so bored. They're just like, damn, that would be a great story, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Not surprisingly, this one detective who came up with that theory, he is mercilessly teased by the rest of the force. Oh, They're I just bet. like, <laughs> you dumbass. So, like, people are sending him pictures of, of people in, in tinfoil hats, you know, making <laughs> him his own. Oh, <laughs> He's being laughed at everywhere he goes. Right. Also, an alien came down and yes. shot him. <laughs> There's so many possibilities here. And then Bigfoot walked away with the gun. (laughs) Yes. And that's what he had to deal with. Oh, God. But the more they start to think about it, they're like, yeah, you know what? That could actually work. Meanwhile, the forensics team. I know. so crazy. I know. It's so wild. They're like, exactly. And that's what everyone there is like, whatever, dude. That's so stupid. Who would go to that kind of work? And especially not this guy. Like, he doesn't go do anything. He just likes to golf. Right, like maybe someone really crazy eccentric or something. But this is just a... This is just an old dude. This is an old dude who's trying to get some exercise and go to Starbucks and <laughs> right, golf. why? I mean, this is weird. So meanwhile, the forensics team, they're digging through the years and years worth of backlogs of information on his computer. His Google account, and I didn't know it did this. 
but it had saved all of his web searches dating all the way back to 2009 and even longer. So like 10 years. What? Even though, even though it's different computers, save that information in his. What? I know. Oh, no. Are you serious? It kind of freaked me out learning all this. I was like, what? You have that? What? Oh, my God. Oh, so like 10 years worth of information. They are going through each and everything he did. And interestingly, there are a great deal of searches about suicide. <gasps> and there's specific searches like, can life insurance agencies deny payment for suicide? And is there a way to hide a suicide gunshot? Wow, that's a very yeah. specific search. I mean, super specific. Then there's ones like, what's the lifting capacity of a three-foot balloon and how much does a Walther PPKS weigh, which is a type of gun? Wow. Yeah. And another was, when shot in the heart, do you die instantly? <gasps> oh, the cool thing about this, and also really freaky, a lot of these were speech-to-text inquiries. Like, if you're like, hey, Siri. What? Really? Yes. So he said this shit out loud? <laughs> he did. And the crazy thing is, it records you saying those and <gasps> keeps it like that. No. So they were listening. It was like a voicemail. And you could actually hear him saying it. And they were able to confirm it's his voice. Like they had it on the video I was watching. And you Holy could hear his shit. voice asking those questions. So they knew it was him asking, isn't that crazy? I was like, oh, all the things I've said oh are <laughs> being recorded. Are being oh. recorded. Kind of creepy. So after finding this massive information, investigators are becoming more and more convinced that he actually did kill himself. I mean, it would explain why he was in an open field, because you can't launch those just anywhere. It explains everything, but how do you prove it? I know. I think they're thinking, so he probably set everything up like helium tanks and stuff, the balloon in the field the night before since the, it showed that he had walked there that night before. Right. Well, yeah. Where are the helium tanks? Tanks. Tanks. No idea. I and, mean, and he obviously had to fill it. Right. So I'm wondering if he filled it the night before, took the balloon and hid it somewhere there and left it, took the tanks, maybe returned the tanks. I don't know. So they, they couldn't figure ah, that out. Okay. But it also explains why the scissors and the string were at the scene. Oh. <gasps> I know. And it remember that kind of long mark, drag mark across yeah. his – they were saying it would explain like after he fell and the balloon was taking off, it dragged – the string dragged through <gasps> the blood on his shirt on liftoff. Crazy. Well, didn't you say there was like a binder clip? What if he had there was. it like the balloon to something Maybe. so it wouldn't <gasps> – I know. Oh my God. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe he did. They when they took those things, like the scissors, did they not like dust them for prints or anything? Or hmm, good question. I didn't I mean, find that anywhere. Think, probably yeah. didn't think it was something they had to do, but but since they were doing all this other work, you would think they probably did do that. God, that's so weird. Yeah, investigators also found that Sherlock Holmes may not have been the only place Alan had found inspiration for his oh. suicide plot. If this is what it was. On a 2003 episode of CSI, there's a story <laughs> <laughs> where a guy tied a gun to party balloons, shot himself, and the balloons carried the gun away. So that was in one of those episodes. Dude, some kid is going to find that, and it's going to be <sighs> attached to balloons. <gasps> Very irresponsible. Sorry. Very irresponsible. And there was also a case in 2008 in New Mexico where someone had attempted that, the 
The balloon thing? Yeah, the balloon gun strategy. (laughs) But he's in New Mexico and he's outside. But the balloons didn't make it very far before getting caught up in cacti and popping. Oh, shit. Epic fail. Yeah, there's the gun right there. Check your location. (laughs) So that's what he was doing. So after reviewing all the info, the state attorney and the medical examiner accept the suicide theory. (gasps) And they declare his death self-inflicted. Shit, now she gets nothing? Well, not exactly. So this is good. So the gun, the shell casing, the weather balloons still haven't been found. And investigators went so far as to put all the info in, and weather conditions and balloon, all that kind of stuff, into a weather balloon tracker app. These exist. Wow, okay. On the computer. And it saw that it would have traveled all the way just outside of the Bahamas and burst <gasps> into the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, so it could be flipping anywhere. Someday, a shark's going to throw that shit up. <laughs> Along with an arm. <laughs> Along yep. with an arm. So it's probably on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Oh, my God. As to why he would commit suicide, no one saw any sign of of him considering suicide. But obviously he was. It was all over his feed. Um, His online searches did have life insurance collection inquiries. So it's obvious he wanted to take care of his family. But it turns out, like what you were asking, his insurance would have paid out either way. (gasps) Oh, you're kidding. So maybe, uh, I don't know, their conjecture that maybe he didn't want his family to feel shame from his his death so and that it would be easier for them to think that huh. he was killed rather than a suicide. Or he just, you know, he wanted to make it look like he went out. In a blaze I of glory. Said, I almost said with a bang and that was not a good one. <laughs> oh, it is a good one. So in my no. family, well, and in my family's case, it'd be like, well, I'm just providing you with a fun mystery. Upon right, my death. Exactly. You're welcome. So, you're <laughs> welcome. I hope you have fun. Oh, my God. That's... Isn't that insane? It's not really a a, a murder story or a true crime. I guess it's I don't know. criminal I mean, to well, commit suicide. Well, they, they but... ruled it that, but you don't know that that's actually what happened. But, it, I mean, it makes... I know. Oh, my God. That's insane. It's still forensic-y, you know. It is. But it's also genius. Like, it, is, it is genius. He almost pulled it off. Almost. Holy crap. But they, they, I did find this one article. It's a New York Times article written by Alan's daughter, Rachel. 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 <laughs> I'm giving her more of a flair. <laughs> Rachel Paula Abramson. And it's kind of long, but I wanted to read it verbatim. Okay. Because it kind of gives her perspective of things. Okay. So it says, my father never hit me. He rarely yelled, but he was withdrawn and distant. He went to work. They came home for food and stared at the television. I thought it was us. I thought we were not good enough for him. And now I think he must've been depressed. This is how depressed people behave. That's interesting. But That's she also, very true. But yeah. She also says he and my mother separated the following summer after 28 years of marriage. That was 2003. I chose my mom. I didn't have to take sides, but I did. I flooded his email with hateful letters, blaming him for everything that went wrong in my life. Things like, you were a terrible father, I wrote. I will never forgive you. I won't go to your funeral. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Things you regret later on. Don't say those things. She also wrote, things only got worse when he remarried and developed a close relationship with his stepchildren. For them, it seemed like he couldn't do enough. Yeah. So I spent hours staring at pictures on Facebook. The proud dad at graduation, the proud father of the bride. 
I wondered Ouch. what made them better than me. Yeah. So you can kind of see why she wasn't mm. mm-hmm. involved with him. She says, I concluded that the difference was he didn't have to raise them. They were grownups. He could drink beers with them. But I believe he did love them very much. <sighs> it's sad. On Thanksgiving, his last one on earth, he sent me a message asking if I wanted to talk. If so, I'll call, he wrote. I never replied. Another read, have so much I want to talk about. Maybe one day if you're ready. I ignored that too. I didn't feel like dealing with it. There was just too much to unpack. Another day. People have asked me, was it harder when you thought he was murdered? And my answer is no. The suicide is harder. It's so much harder. I thought he died in his prime, a happy guy on his way to meet a friend for coffee. And my dad knew that. He knew a homicide would be easier for us. He knew we would blame ourselves for missing the signs. He knew I would blame myself, the estranged daughter who had not called him on his birthday in 15 years, who told him she was getting married, but then said, it's best that you don't come. My father was tormented by something, by what we don't know. Detectives were unable to find a motive, but he spent nine years obsessively searching for ways to end his life. My dad told us so much about himself in this method. He tried to protect us all. That is how we said goodbye. Oh, oh, or how wow. he said goodbye. She's come to the the total thought that this was to protect them. He was depressed, but God, that makes a lot of sense it from does. his um his generation. Men don't reach out for help. They don't right? talk about being depressed. Mm-mm. You suck it up. If he had been searching for this as a possible way to end his life for nine years, because I was wondering, I'm like. Did they ever look to see if there was a doctor that everybody didn't know about and he had a terminal illness or something? But no, right. nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Oh, my God. So a lifetime of depression. Yeah. And nobody wow. saw the signs because, you know, guys shut down. Well, right. Or you don't want people them to. Do. God. Oh, I my know. God. It's heartbreaking. Wow. Heartbreaking. Okay. That is heartbreaking. But holy But God, now it all makes what sense. a way to. Right. Damn. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Major mystery. He should have been a detective wow. <laughs> or something. I mean, so much work went into that. That is a crazy story. And he tried to cover his tracks by paying in cash and stuff, but the guy remembered it all. So <laughs> it didn't pay off wow. the helium guy. I want to know where those tanks went. I do too. I do too. And I couldn't find anything about that. There, it was actually hard to find a lot of information. There's an alligator somewhere with like this massive... <laughs> empty helium tank in his belly <laughs> like that was tasty but, but when he with a really high voice with a really high voice exactly <laughs> I killed your cat is, is that what an alligator would I have no idea <laughs> oh my god that's an awesome crazy story I know isn't that wild wow. and if that one investigator had yeah. gone in and happened to be in that and happened to have read that book yeah. so he knew the plot. Right. Holy it could crap. have totally been lost forever. Damn. Yeah. And they would have just thought it was some unsolved mur- murder. You know, That's insane. <laughs> so cool. All right. Did you want to hear my sources? I would love to hear your sources. Holy right. crap. I know. CNN.com. SunSentinel.com. Rare.us. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Rare. Rare. Yep. Yeah. New York Times article written by his daughter, Rachel Paula Abramson, Oxygen.com, and the big show I watched, which I didn't write down, but it was, <laughs> it's called uh, Body Cam. 
I don't know if you've ever seen this show. It's pretty Body cool. Body cam? No. Yes. It's all police cams of investigations and things that went on and video. And that's where this story was? Oh that's my where God. this story was. That's gr- Oh, wait. I think I do remember seeing that on, you know, like as I'm like flipping through stuff. Yeah. Body- <gasps> Get out. It's so good. Yeah. Dang it. He almost got away with it. It's all those... And then everyone would have thought, like, he, like, maybe he lived some crazy second life. Like, yes. Yeah, like some big and, like, mystery. Like, mob came and took him yeah. out. Or, you know. <laughs> I know. And so you just never know. If they hadn't have been able to collect all that data from his computer, it just blew my mind how much they could get. I was kind of like, oh, that's Yeah, creepy. I'm a little uncomfortable right now. Yeah, all I the, mean, his voice recorded. Just from the inquiries. past year and a half of doing this oh, podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the searches and inquiries Me I've too. done. Well, and this, yeah, and this one too for uh, me because I'm also searching weather balloon, all that kind of (laughs) shit, you know. And I'm like, oh no, it looks like I'm doing the same thing this guy did. Oh my god, we are in trouble. (laughs) They'd be so confused; they wouldn't know which way to go. Like, wow, this bitch, this bitch had a crazy ass life. But yeah, oh my god, (sighs) so cool. (laughs) Like much respect due to Alan. I mean, that was pretty. Pretty Damn. incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. I mean, it's sad that he went out like that, but he also went out kind of on his own terms, which is, it's kind of, yeah. a, kind of a good thing, I guess. I don't know. All right. Just, well, that was it makes great you realize. One. Yeah. Makes yeah. you realize. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with everybody, even though you're mad at him, because you might regret it someday. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Wow. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you. That's a fun story. Yeah. Fun we need story more fun write. ones. I need some more fun we do. ones. We do. We'll, we'll be able to make lots of fun uh, stickers with that one. <laughs> like the helium tank in an alligator or a weather balloon. <laughs> Taking photos of all the naked old people in their retirement. Why are they naked? Why, wait, why are they naked? <laughs> I've, I've heard they're very sexual at that age. I have. My son's doctor divulges way too much. He's a talker. What? <laughs> He's a talker? And he was saying, cause, so he goes and visits, like, old folks' homes, you know, and stuff. And he's like, I can't tell you how much syphilis and chlamydia is rampant in old folks' home. And he's like, son, you know, telling my sons this, use a condom. Because you know, they're teens. Use a condom. I mean, these old folks' homes are just raging well, sexual diseases. There's, there's no reason for birth control. Right. So they probably... <gasps> <laughs> That's what he was saying. It's like, they go for how broke. Do you, how do you tell your family that grandma died of syphilis? <laughs> how do you? It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't dementia wow. this time. Hey, Oddies. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM. If you're a longtime listener, hey, we cannot thank you enough for your continued support. And if you're a new listener, thanks for giving us a try. If you like us, please drop us a like, subscribe, or rate us so we can share our stories with more people around the world. And if you'd like more information, like links to our podcast and socials, along with our Patreon fan page, those links are all on Linktree under ODFM Podcast. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash ODFM Podcast. Side note. You guys, we're obsessed with fan art, and we love making things with it, like stickers for our fans. So if you'd like us to use your designs, send it to us at odfmpodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your design, we'll be sure to send you a sticker. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. 
Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. <laughs>